Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Mornings with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. Good morning, you guys. Good morning, indeed. We are rounding out with day seven of our renamed devotional in the Bible app. There's a link to that in the description if you guys want to follow along with us. And as always, I'm going to read the scripture, then Tori's going to pick up the Devo. Let's do it. The scripture is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 20 and 21. And they say this, So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. The devotional is titled, Being an Ambassador. And it says this, A representative is someone who speaks on behalf of another person. An employee representing the company he or she works for or a member of a family acting as a representative of the entire family, or an ambassador representing a nation. How that representative behaves, acts, and speaks gives either a positive or negative impression of whom they represent. If you have ever encountered a poor customer service from a company, you know how damaging a less-than-excellent representative can be. Your assumption can easily be the whole company doesn't care about or value its customers. You and I, as followers of Jesus Christ, are his representatives and ambassadors to the world. What we say and how we act reflects who Jesus is. Have you ever had an individual say to you, all Christians are hypocrites? That statement is probably made because of an encounter they had with a Christian who was a negative representative of Jesus. Great responsibility comes with being a follower of Jesus Christ. Once people know we are Christians, they start to evaluate our lives to see if we truly believe what we say we believe. Part of our new identity in Christ is expressed as we represent Jesus to the world through our words and actions. How well are you representing Jesus to the people you encounter on a regular basis? Would those around you want to know more about Christ as a result of your life? Live as Christ's ambassador today. Yeah, there were kind of two lines in here that really kind of (laughs) hit me like a truck. The first one was, what we say and how we act reflects who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. And the second one was, is once people know we are Christians, they start to evaluate our lives to see if we truly believe what we say we believe. It's this one like, gets me so fired up. Is the math mathin? You know what I mean? I <laughs> yeah. feel like that's what that, that's what's happening here. And I do just want to remind you all, just like what we talked about in yesterday's devotional, that it's not your good works yeah. that make you saved. It's yeah. your belief in Christ. It's 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 that free gift receiving that salvation. But again, as we what sit comes after in that moment of salvation mm-hmm. and we receive that free gift it changes our hearts and then God is continuing to sanctify us in his image. And therefore our works will reflect who he is and that way we talk to people and everything and how we steward our finances and how we honor our spouses and everything should flow from that. Mm -hmm. But if you're fired up, what do you you got for us? (laughs) It should. I think that this is something that has really Man, I, I, I don't know if there's a lot of topics that I'm actually more passionate about than this. So often I, I tell people like your life could be the only Bible that someone else reads. 
if people know you're a Christian, then they're looking at your life and you should look different in the world. I hear way too often from unbelievers. Well, yeah, I have Christian friends, but I mean, they're no different than me. And I think that that is the saddest statement ever because how, how, if you've experienced the loving embrace of a father who has taken your sins and erased them and brought you from death to life, like death, to life, you should look different. Like things should Mm -hmm. be different and it should be out of a place like we were talking about yesterday of thankfulness for what Jesus has done versus an abuse of grace and saying, well, I can still live like the world because Jesus still loves me and his grace will still cover me. Yes, but it's the wrong response to what he did. It's the wrong response. And so if we truly embrace what Jesus has done, we should live different out of gratitude, out of love, out of service, out of honor, out of reverence for God, knowing who he is, knowing the magnitude of who he is. And let me tell you too, like sanctification is a process and conviction comes in seasons. There are things that I wasn't convicted about 10 years ago when I rededicated my life to Christ that I am convicted about in this season. So I I don't want this to come across as like judgy at all, because I do believe there is a process that comes after you give your life to Jesus. But there's also this weightiness of saying, man, I want my life to look different. I want to shine his light. I want others to see me, but not really see me. I want them to see Jesus in me. I want them to say, what's different about that person? And it's not because of my talents or my treasures, et cetera. It's because of my joy in hard circumstances. It's because of my peace when things don't make sense. It's because of my self-discipline to do the things out of obedience to Christ because he's calling me to it. There should be something different about us that pulls unbelievers and we should live in a way that makes unbelievers question why they don't believe. Yeah. 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 And so what do you think it was during that sanctification process where during the sanctification process, not during the, you know, um, where you had that kind of moment of like, wow, actually I, I really do want what I believe to line up with my actions yeah and so was there was there like a moment where you were like oh lord (laughs) you know what I mean like seriously yeah yeah I think that there was a season it was after college um some people know the story some people don't I had to take a year off of college when I won Miss Florida and then I went back to college and there was like this huge almost like shift because I lived like an adult life and then I like came back to college where I was like face to face with a a way of living that I no longer was living and it like became very apparent to me of like whoa this is how I used to live it's like your eyes were open my eyes were open and then I went I moved to a different town to help um, kind of be a part of this new church plant and I think it was in that season and honestly I think it was like a two-year process it was getting out of a relationship that was unhealthy it was being a part Mm -hmm. of a church in a community that called me higher called me up um and so it was accountability too it's interesting that how how big of a role that your environment played oh 100 you know because I just I you know on the on the surface level if you take like a seed and you go put it on 
an interstate highway, it's yeah. not going to grow, right. you know, but if you put seed in fertile soil, then Lord willing, it's going to flourish. And so mm-hmm. I think that's a great reminder for all of us. Yeah. We're all in different seasons. We all yeah. are like mm-hmm. that's, and that's not a bad thing, mm-hmm. but it's just to make sure that you're in an environment that helps you grow and right. helps you flourish mm-hmm. versus an environment that's going to uh, keep you kind of squandered. Right. And so, yeah, that's something that kind of stuck out to me. No, it's so true because I recognized because I'd given my life back to Christ and then I was in an environment that was tempting again. And there was like one day that I went back to living the way that I used to live. And the next morning I was almost just like so disgusted with it versus in seasons prior, it didn't phase me. But then like, once I experienced Jesus and I was in relationship with him the next morning, the conviction that hit me and just like the repentance that hit me, I was like, man, I don't want to live that way anymore. Like I really don't want to live that way anymore. And I think that when you come to a point of true repentance and you ask for forgiveness, that's when that pivot happens. And you're like, I have to truly turn. Something has to change my environment, the people I'm hanging out with, no matter what it is, you have to not think of yourself too highly than you ought. Right. Because that's what I did. I'm like, Oh, I believe in Jesus, but I can still be in this environment and not be tempted. Well, I was still tempted and I fell. And so I think for me, it was like, man, no, I'm not above this. And so I have to change. Something has to shift. Yeah, and I also just want to give a quick little call up for all those people who are not in a a period of rebellion Mm -hmm. or who are really honestly just like, it sounds weird to say, but like crushing the sanctification game. Like, you know, like these people, like they're like, hey, I'm honoring God. I'm, I'm, I'm doing whatever, right? Yeah. And I want to encourage you that maybe be that good environment for someone else who needs it. So true. You know, and so so that could be a great reminder for all of us to understand that we all have different seasons yeah. and it's a great opportunity for us to say, Oh, I, you know, I think I could be a light in that person's life. I mm-hmm. think I could reflect Jesus to that person. Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to go invest in them. It's really good. Want to praise and out? I do. Dear heavenly father, Lord, we thank you for this beautiful reminder today. God, that number one, you forgive our sins, father. You wipe our slate clean when we come to you and we ask for your forgiveness, Father, that we have the opportunity to pivot. Father, we thank you for conviction. We thank you um, that you are calling us higher. Lord, would you help us be set apart? Would you help us shine your light? Would you help um, unbelievers see something different in us? Would you draw them near, Father? Would you help us, help our lives reflect you? Father, we absolutely cannot do this without you. Father, and I do pray for those who feel like they're in the wrong environment and they're searching for the right environment, an environment that is fertile soil that they can grow in. Father, I pray that you would open those doors, that you would open those relationships for them today. Father, we thank you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. When now is that perfect time to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and continue pressing to the Lord. Yes, and y'all don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. And don't forget that we love you. We love you guys. I'll be talking to you tomorrow. Chip, chip, cheerio. Cheerio.